Yes, it is Super Bowl Monday, February 12, the big sports breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And it's great to be at the Stain Hotel, iconic venue in Manly on Sydney's northern beaches this morning. And if you're in the vicinity somehow, great place to watch your Super Bowl 58 today between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. There will be a ball throw target here, Super Bowl trivia, plenty of prize giveaways and uh, screens everywhere so you can see everything. It'll be a great atmosphere. So the Stain Hotel is where we are this morning, Loza. A very good morning to you, mate. Footy's in the air. We saw a match yesterday. Uh, very much a trial there at Gosford, but a big win for Manly. The Omens are good at the Sea Eagles. A 68-6 to win over, well, essentially a New South Wales Cup South Sydney side. And uh, we'll get to your Foxy as well. Sexy, as uh, she's now known unofficially here uh, on the Big Sports Breakfast. But morning to you, mate. How was your weekend? Yeah, morning, boys. Uh, no, we had a nice weekend. Um Watched a little bit of that cricket last night. Glenn Maxwell obviously teed off, but you spoke about the trial game for Manly. Uh, good result for them, albeit against a New South Wales Cup side. And Manly threw out some, uh, you know, a couple of experienced players, none more so than Luke Brooks, who played a starring role in his team's pre-season trial win. Um, and that will set him up nicely to go over to America, over to Vegas, to play in ground zero. But um, all in all, uh, it was a, a quiet weekend. Looking forward to the Super Bowl today. Looking forward to it. Cracking uh, game. 10.30 this morning. Um, just a battle of the quarterbacks. You know, Brock Purdy taking on Patrick Mahomes. You know, they're talking about Mahomes being uh, on the rise to start him. He's already a star, isn't he? But on his way to breaking Tom Brady's record. But, geez, Brady's record is amazing. So he's got a long way to go, Patrick Mahomes. But it's two totally different sides with the ball in hand. Um, we'll see who comes out on top. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to the footy season. It starts the pre-season trials. This, uh, well, the official start starts on Thursday night when the Bulldogs take on the Melbourne Storm at Belmore Oval. There'll be some big names in both sides rested, but there'll also be some big names on both sides making a return. And one guy I'm looking forward to seeing play is Ryan Pappenhausen. So yep, he had a like he horrible play. run. Had a horrible run with injuries over the last two years. And, and hopefully... Uh, he can get back on the paddock and uh, have an injury-free year. Uh, Foxy, yep, uh, happy with the run. Obviously um, uh, disappointing when you when you lose, but she ran second um, to a very good horse in Yonsei. Um, and hopefully, uh, well, I know she pulled up well after the race, and fingers crossed going forward, she might be able to jag a win. It's exciting, Loz. She's, she showed, like, she attacked the line there late. Yeah, well, she loses away, and she does that quite a bit. She looks like she mm. flattens out, and then all of a sudden she picks up mm. to go again. So there's a few things that, that, that Trent wants to try with her. Uh, she'll race again in a couple of weeks' time. But he's always said, you know, uh, you know that, that uh, you know, 2,000 to 2,400 uh, metres is, is, her, is her sort of sweet spot. Um, but she's a really good horse, exciting uh, uh, mare and... We'll see how we go with her. Barry one, you jump well. I like. Oh. I'd like to have seen it kicked up. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It, it just as any time I'm on a back marker from an inside gate and you jump well. What? Why do you have to go back anyway? Yeah, I, I know. You know <laughs> that was a frustration of mine. But again, Blake Shin rode terrifically oh, well yeah, on the weekend for sure. Um, would have loved to have seen him just go a touch or bit not aggressive, but just. Just use Jump the gate. and run. Use the gate. Yeah. Hold anyway. your position um, and steady 
yourself in the run and get a bit closer to the to the favourite and peel off its back if you had the opportunity to do that. But anyway, that's what happens. Um, you leave it up to the jockeys and you never give them riding instructions because uh, more times than not, they get it right. And they're on the animal. Uh, okay, pup. Glenn, the big show, Maxwell. Morning to you, mate. He's Morning, taking boys. the proverbial, isn't he? 120 not out, 55 deliveries last night. Mm. Four for 241, the Aussies posted against the West Indies. Nine for 207. Both games very high scoring so far in this T20 series. The Aussies, or both teams put uh, north of 200 on uh, the other night in Hobart as well. The Aussies won that match by 11 runs. 34 runs the margin there last night, but... The big show, it was a big show. Uh, eight sixes, 12 fours, and his fifth T20 international century, which is a record. It joins Rohit Sharma. They've got the most in T20 internationals, both with five. Just a stunning performance from, from Maxi and one of the one of the all-time clean hitters of the cricket ball, isn't he, Pup? Yeah, morning, boys. Certainly is. Uh, another great win from the Aussies uh, and Maxi. And the other thing about Glenn Maxwell, those hundreds that come batting at number four or, you know, not opening the batting. Roll Sharma's all been opening where you know you got 20 overs. So, yeah, unbelievable. 55 balls, 120 runs. Can you imagine that happening in any format 20 years ago? No. Just unbelievable. And he just smacks it out of the park. He hits it so clean. Again, so strong. Yesterday's timing was spot on. Apparently, he told one of the boys, or probably, no, Max, he probably told the whole team he was going to make 100 before he walked out to bat yesterday. Just knew. So he must have been hitting them well in the nets. Um, but, yeah, another good win to the Aussies. Um, they've had a stellar summer. There's no doubt about it. Uh, apart from that one, the, the second test mm. against West Indies. They've been... Pretty much perfect. And then well done also to the Aussies, Aussie under-19 boys. Yep, had a win overnight. Beat India in the World Cup final. So that's really good signs moving forward uh, for Australian cricket. Um, we've always got talent, but uh, again, I think, you know, winning, being a part of the under-17s and the under-19s and winning tournaments like that, um, really good preparation moving into probably the next step for those guys is first-class cricket and then international cricket. So, yeah, congratulations to them as well. Great to have another World Cup final victory over India as well. So we won that by 79 runs in South Africa, the under-19s. That's the fourth time we've won the T20... Uh, sorry, the under-19 World Cup and the first time since 2010. But I'll tell you what, for all the sixes hit last night... I actually think Johnson Charles might have been the best of them. You should just, like, the strike he Jason Berendor. these blokes hit the ball these days, how far it goes as well. It's just, yeah. I know it's a shorter boundary at yeah. the side of that. Tell you what we have said, we've seen two absolute belters of pitches as oh, well. Yeah. You don't want to be a bowler. No. They've been absolute roads. So, yeah, you're getting to see the batsman uh, hit straight through the line of the ball, no matter what pace you bowl. Sometimes on wickets like that, the faster they bowl, the easier it is. Mm. And I reckon that's what Maxi did so well last night. He hit the ball the whole way around the ground. So if there was, if the line was off. Like, even those ones he was whipping over fine leg for six, mm. he was just using the pace of the ball. Um, but, yeah, they're uh, West Indies boys are big, strong boys as well. So, good win to the Aussies. Uh, just some results in your Premier League. Gosh, Arsenal. In their London derby against West Ham... At West Ham, by the way, 6 0. 6 0 Arsenal have won that game last night. That's an enormous result for them there at London Stadium. So uh, that's, in fact, their biggest ever Premier League away victory. So the gun is flying. Uh, Manchester United, 
2-1. They've won at Villa Park. That match just finished not too long ago. So a 2-1 triumph for Manchester United and uh, getting interesting as we get towards, what, roughly two-thirds of the way, nearly two-thirds of the way through the season. Liverpool, 54 points. Manchester City and Arsenal, 52 points. City have a game in hand, though, at the top of the table in the Premier League. Marco Redan had two of his players sent off again last night. Uh, they finished with nine men, the Wanderers. They did get a late equaliser, though. A stoppage time goal to Marcelo ensured that the Wanderers got themselves a point against the Newcastle Jets as that match finished 3-3. Uh, last night. But of course, Super Bowl is the focus today. And Laws, it's a great betting Super Bowl uh, because you've got, you know, you've got value on both sides, really, because Kansas City, $2, San Francisco, $1.80. One and a half is the line. That line has finally moved half a point uh, towards Kansas City, who are still outsiders. They were outsiders last year. It's amazing to think a side with Patrick Mahomes, who's certainly the most celebrated. Uh, player, he's the face of the NFL, let's face it. Yet here he is for the second Super Bowl in a row as an outsider. I reckon they sit back and just laugh at times. Um, you know, these superstar players when people don't sort of show them the respect, I suppose, that they, they deserve. I mean, they're, they're, they're Super Bowl for mine. Like, they've just won a couple of Super Bowls under Andy Reid. Their timing looks as though uh, it, it's going to be perf- perfection um san francisco their last couple of games oh, look they haven't been great but they've got the job done so anyone will tell you that if you can win finals and get through to the big game anything can happen i'm cheering like hell for the 49ers i want them to win um and if they are to win it'll come down to their running game and mccaffrey and Devo samuels and and you know george kittle and you know guys like that that, that that'll need to stand up but just backing against Patrick Mahomes, you just know if it gets down to two minutes, he's got the ball in hand, they're behind, then he can pull a miracle out. And, and it's not so much a miracle anymore. Uh, you heard, just expect it. Uh, betting on the game, I heard a great point yesterday, that if you bet on Mahomes and you lose, he, you'll probably cop it. Yes. If you bet on Brock Purdy... And you lose, you'll kick yourself. Yep, (laughs) absolutely. Especially like now, looking at it now, you're going superstar Mm. against a good quarterback. Mm. A good quarterback. He's is he a franchise quarterback in that system? Yes, Mm. but you know, I think he's a byproduct of the system that's been created there under Kyle Shanahan. Um, You know, he's not a great passer. He's you know he can use his legs and got them home in their last game. But I just don't trust him. I, I don't trust Brock Purdy. Yes. If they keep it simple and they use the run game and that's that's there, uh, I, I think they're a massive hope. And Kansas City, their defence is pretty good, although they've got a couple of key men missing. I was reading in the paper this morning. Uh, they've got a couple of uh, key defensive players out, so that might knock them around a bit, but, geez. I, I'm hoping the 49ers win. I'm hoping that they can get their job done. And as Dick mentioned on the program last weekend, uh, uh, last week, uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's the one that's under pressure. He was involved uh, with Atlanta when they gave up that big lead against the Patriots those years ago and also a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl when they were uh, in front. Uh, they gave up a, uh, a lead. So all the pressure's on San Francisco and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're just sitting back with the best player on their team having a cup of tea, 
smoking the pipe and seeing how they're going to go today. And there is a plethora of markets with Tab. Uh, if you just go into the American football menu on your Tab app and website under the sports and then American football, obviously there's all your standard match markets. Taylor Swift novelties, halftime novelties, national anthem, Gatorade novelties, plenty more there as well. So uh, all that, and we're going to have Dick Fane on soon. We've actually used all Dick's selections, and we've multied them up, and that'll be our Super Bowl multi this morning. So that's coming up in about 20 minutes' time. Dick Fane will get his full Super Bowl day preview. Uh, we've also got Joshy Reynolds is going to join us, avid NFL fan. We'll check in on the vibe at the Bulldogs as well, ahead of their first preseason challenge match, the first official one, as Loz mentioned. That's Thursday night at Belmore against the Melbourne Storm. Adam Pengilly, Phil Buzz Rothfield as well, Phil Moss uh, to break down all the weekend's football, Premier League and A-League. Ali Mosley to break down what we saw on the track and, uh, on Saturday there at Royal Ramwick and also at Caulfield. Uh, Adam Gotsis, who we've spoken to on the program before, uh, born in Melbourne, plays defensive tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars and they played both the Super Bowl teams, the Jags, this year. They were pummeled by the 49ers, 34-3, and they met Kansas City pretty early in the season and got beat 17-9. So he'll have a good perspective on both these sides. And as we're here at the Stain Hotel in Manly, appropriate that the back page of the Daily Telegraph today, King of Brooks Vale is the headline there. Cool hand Luke dominates. And off the back of this trial match yesterday, Gosford, which the clubs organised, Manly in the Bunnies, 68-6 it was. And Brooks played the first half. He set up three tries, combined well with Jake Arthur. Uh, ben Trebojevic bagged a hat-trick, by the way, for the Eagles. And uh, he extended, by the way, at the club until the end of 2027 in the last few days as well. But uh, all signs good. And you just tell, him not having to be the main man is just going to suit him down to the ground, isn't it? When Cherry Evans gets in there with him and, and you've got Tom there as well. You know, so much has been carried on his shoulders there at the Tigers for so long. And this time he can just slot in and, you know, basically, you know, watch Cherry Evans run it, yeah. uh, run, run the show, and he can just feed off that. Well, loss. I think his strength has been his running game. You know, it's not so much his game management. You know, I'm sure he's been able to do that. But when you are the dominant playmaker, the responsibility is yours. Uh, sometimes that can be overbearing. If you've got players in your squad that aren't doing their job, it puts so much more pressure on yourself. So going to Manly, there's other points of attack. So you've got Cherry Evans that the opposition have to worry about and will be the predominant... Uh, he will be the, the dominant uh, ball player. You've got Tom T uh, at the back who will produce himself down short sides, go through the middle. He'll be uh, showing himself on an edge at times. Uh, you've got Schuster um, who can take a bit of pressure away uh, from those guys as well. Um, he can read numbers. Uh, he's very talented in terms of his ball-playing ability, but also identifying and spotting uh, weaknesses in defensive systems or if their number's short in a defensive line. And then you've got Luke Brooks, of course, who can do it, but doesn't have that main responsibility. So he can just have a look up, see if there's a tired defender in front of him, maybe look to, to go at him one-on-one, -on -one, um, test his running game. Uh, he's got a left foot kick, so that'll suit Manly perfectly. They've got Cherry Evans on the right, Brooks on the left. Um, it, it's shaping as though he's going to have a good year if he's injury free. And I, I think Manly will play football, uh, semi final football this year. I think they've definitely got the roster to do it. Um, and who knows how far they can go. But, you know, if Tom has a fair share of luck, you just know that when he's in that team, they're just a totally different outfit. Mm. 
and back page of the Courier-Mail in Brisbane today off the back of uh, a trial win for the Broncos against Wynnum Manly on uh, Saturday as well. Uh, they won that 26-16, to but Tristan Saylor, who was playing fullback, starred for the Bronx uh, in that trial, and there he is with Reese Walsh on the back page of the Courier-Mail today, a dynamic duo ready to set sail, having a nice little hug there. Uh, the two players, the youngsters, and uh, Tristan Saylor's also rejected a deal over there in the UK Super League to try and give it a crack and potentially, well, this article saying that he could well be a super sub, util- play this sort of utility role off the bench in round one, uh, Tristan Saylor, but plenty of positions up for grabs there, no doubt. Uh, those bench spots in particular at the Broncos. One and done also on the back page of the Courier-Mail. Jackson's shot shock call after helping Opals seal Olympic berth. So uh, the Opals, they punched their ticket to the Paris Games, 85-52 over Germany in Brazil in the qualifying tournament over there, uh, which ensured they're definitely going to Paris. And the 42-year-old, she's retiring again. She's uh, done this time. Nine points, three rebounds, three assists. And, uh, well, it would have been her fifth Olympics, but clearly she's probably... Well, she had to have more surgery uh, heading into this season, Ooh. so... Uh, that's that for Lauren Jackson. What a career. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, I reckon it just would have been amazing having her in and around the group. And obviously, she's played a huge part in help, helping them get to the Olympics. But, geez, it would have been super special if she had got there and they had success and she was a part of that and then walked away there. But, yeah, she's if she's not our greatest of all time, she's certainly in the conversation um, in women's basketball, that's for sure. Back page of the City Morning Herald and uh, Molly Picklam, Aussie surfer, got a perfect 10 at Pipeline. Uh, so she's on the back, back page. Pipe Dream is the headline there. Uh, over in Hawaii, of course, that. And also Kiwis plan Wagner Chin Music Encore for Smith uh, is the headline there with this New Zealand Test Series coming up. Neil Wagner caused Steve Smith a bit of problems just banging it in oh, short last Wagner time. does it to everyone. Mm. He, he left arm, he's about 135 k's, and he just uses that bouncer as, uh, it's like a bit of a plan. He'll, he'll start his spell pitching the ball up if there's not much in the wicket or... Because the other thing, you've got Southie, they've had, they've had Southie and they've had Bolt mm. in, in, in New Zealand conditions that swing the ball beautifully. So they've just used him to for something different. Mm. So I'd imagine... Um, well, Smith's going to open the batting, so I can't imagine they're going to use that. That's a waste of the brand-new ball if they do that in those conditions. That would be a great result for Australia. I reckon they'll try and attack the stumps, pitch it up, but if Smitty gets in, that'll be their plan B. They'll get Wagner on, go both over and around the wicket and use that short-pitch bowling stuff, which I think it's going to happen with... It happens with a lot of good players. If you don't get them out early, then you, you've got to try something different. Also, back page of the Herald, Waratah is happy to be written off after losses with the Super Rugby Pacific season looming. Uh, they've suffered another trial loss uh, in Roma in Queensland against the Reds, the Waratahs. 32-7 to it was. The Reds won convincingly, and this came after the Rebels beat the Waratahs 38-12. to So, uh, not looking great. A lot of players uh, still coming back from injury and expected to be fit for round one, though, so for the Waratahs. But it's a big season for them, of course, after... A pretty disappointing last year, so uh, that season not far away. Heroes and Villains on a Monday, 0419767272 on the text line, 135353 uh, on the open line. And just a couple of texts here. Morning, uh, fellas, thanks for last week's Heroes and Villains gift card. Good on you, Graham, last week's winner. He says, uh, Heroes again, those Illawarra Hawks. 
Hey, Brad, what has happened to the Kings? They're gone. Uh, Villain, whoever decided to charge the diehards who endured nothing more than a training run in Gosford. What a joke. It should have been open gates to try and encourage some new patrons. Uh, another case of an organisation ripping off the mums and dads who are already struggling. Good on you, Graham. Yeah, look, I'm not sure what tickets cost for the trial yesterday, but I suppose, you know, would have charged for the venue hire, I'm sure. So probably some costs that had to be uh, recovered there. But yes, 68 to 6 there yesterday, manly over the bunnies in what was very much a trial. The bunnies, uh, essentially a New South Wales Cup side, whereas manly did play a couple of significant players or first graders, including Luke Brooks, who was very good. Ben Trebojevic, a first-half hat-trick there yesterday as well. Uh, boys, not nice to second mention about Molly Picklam. Seriously, give her the attention she deserves. First female to ever receive a perfect 10 in history. Only just got beaten in the final at Pipeline and surfed three of the top five high-scoring waves across the whole event. Good on you. The Highlander, yes, we uh, spoke about it briefly. On the, she's on the back pages or back page of the Sydney Morning Herald today uh, for her perfect 10 at Pipeline in Hawaii. But uh, Dick Fane, not far away, but we got a brief hero and villain, fellas. Oh. Uh, oh, my hero is Glenn Maxwell. Yep. Uh, 120 or 55 balls, unbelievable striking. So, yeah, no-brainer for my hero. Uh, villain, I haven't thought about one this morning. Sorry, Mido. Let me, let me have a think about that while Loz gives you his. Uh well, you've stolen my thunder a little bit, Mido. Well, the text messages have stolen my thunder. Molly Pickham, Picklam, uh, perfect ten at Pipeline. So well done to her. Um, and my villain, I sort of—it's not the umpire, but it's the system. In that T Twenty international game last night, the West Indies player not. Well, he was being given run out yeah. because no one had appealed. <laughs> so I, I'm unsure where I sit on it because I, 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 know, I know the rule says you, you have to. It's appeal. very old school. It's an old isn't school it? way. But I, I thought well, when, once you see it on the screen, yeah, it's just down. everyone knew. Everyone's and the players sort of, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that and the, one player was saying that that I think it was Tim David was saying that he appealed. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's I think there's some confusion because. You, like, if you see a plum LBW, for example, the umpire, and let's say the game's in India, the umpire wouldn't hear the slips fieldsman and the wicketkeeper say, how's that? Mm. It wouldn't hear those words. He would see the slips fieldsman and the wicketkeeper with their hands up in the air celebrating or screaming. The bowler would just keep running down. He, the bowler wouldn't even turn around and, and ask the question. So I don't know what he's looking for or waiting for. Does he want to hear the words, how's that? Is that you're asking the question if it's out? Because there was still enough celebration. Like, the boys weren't... They didn't think it wasn't out. Yeah. I'm unsure of the rule. I'm unsure of how it's Well, you've got to... You've got to, to uh, you have to... You have to appeal yeah. for the umpire to answer your question. Yeah. But, like a lot of... like. A, I think Ian Chappell said it the other day, and I think we're seeing it more and more. There's a gap between the laws of the game and the spirit of cricket. It keeps getting confused. It keeps getting mixed up. Like, but you, you, see, you don't. You, you, I, yeah. I, there's been. I can tell you a million dismissals that were given out without a player actually mm. asking the question. But, How's but, that? But you see but, a lot of runouts where they just go to the screen and you third know umpire, they're, but, yeah. yeah, but you know they're in. 
like you like watching it, you just go, "Well, they're home." Yeah. But they call for it. Obviously, yeah. they call for it because someone. I didn't uh, appealed, see the dismissal. Why did he not go to the third umpire? Because he's saying nobody. No appealed. one appealed. Nobody appealed. But yeah. then David was saying he did appeal. Well, yeah. Well, Mitch Marsh apparently was celebrating as well. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The umpire Jeez, just. just... Might have had a beanie spotted. Uh, I've got another villain for you. We're going to Dick Fane shortly. But how about this one, fellas, on the weekend? Uh, in the A-League W, the A-League Women's, uh, the match between City FC and Melbourne City, this was in Melbourne, had to be delayed around half an hour mm. because the Sydney FC team bus went to the wrong venue. I mean, who's the scapegoat wow. here? Is it the bus driver? Well, you, well, you can't blame wow. the bus driver, mate. You can't get to the bus driver. Obviously, the communication between <laughs> management and the bus driver hasn't happened. So the poor bussy, he just assumed that he was taking them to the venue that he's dropped off other people to play soccer at. Just looking at that replay now, uh, Mido, of that run out, and from what I see, the umpire actually hasn't done anything wrong there. Like It's when they see the replay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when, exactly right. That's so when... live... He's looking around, looking for someone to appeal. Right. So the reason he hasn't referred it, ah, right. gone to the third umpire, is because he must think, oh, they think he's definitely think safe. He's so, right, okay. so what's happened is they've seen it on the big screen, hmm. and then they've gone to the umpire and said, hang on, how's that? How's that? Hmm. Too late. I, when I look at that footage, the umpire has made the right decision. Okay. So a lack of attention to detail. After you see the players. replay, it's a horrible yeah. decision. He's clearly out. But when you actually see it live, I can understand why he hasn't reviewed it. Because nobody's asked him to. Hello, Dick. How are you? Doing well, boys. The calm before the storm. Mm. Bring it on. If the Chiefs win today, where does it put Patrick Mahomes, and for that matter, Andy Reid, the coach as well, in the American sporting pantheon, Dick? Well, I think it puts Patrick Mahomes squarely at number two all time in quarterbacks, uh, even though he wouldn't have as many titles as Joe Montana. Uh, I think the, uh, I think most people would think that he is a, a better overall quarterback and do more things than Joe Montana. And then it would just put him on track. It would put him on track for Brady. And he would have the same number of titles that Brady does at this point in their career. However, Brady didn't win a fourth for almost the next decade. So Patrick Mahomes would be one Super Bowl win away at any in the next decade from being on a faster pace than Tom Brady to the to the end. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be fabulous. And then Andy Reid, I think Andy Reid already cemented his spot in the Hall of Fame with his win. Uh, we've just uh, lost it there. We'll try and re-establish that connection. You know what's amazing about us talking about Patrick Mahomes and the rise that he's on and talking about being the second greatest quarterback? What happens if they lose? That, that's two from four. So you've got a 50% strike rate in, in, a, in a Super Bowl. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just wonder how he'll be judged if he loses. Two from four is not bad, though, is it? Yeah, two, no, it's no, better it, than most. But, but, yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. That's still yeah. it's yeah, pretty good. It's, it's still pretty good, but you've only won two. Mm. You've been there four times, and you've only won the two, twice. So it, 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 when you're talking about him being arguably the second best after Brady, but if he loses, where does he stand? guess he's still only 28 years old. That's the thing. There's still so much more to go. But I understand what you're saying, for sure. But you look at... They say Dan Marino's in the top three, four quarterbacks of all time. He went to one Super Bowl and didn't win. Mm. 
Mm. So yeah, I mean, yeah I still, it's so I, I hard still to make him win. <laughs> I, I reckon that's the exact point. That shows how good Tom Brady is. Mm. But if but, you're two from four grand finals, I'm sure you're taking that. Most definitely. But when you're talking about being the next in line, you need more. You need more than yeah. two from four. So, so who's the so who's who, if he's two from four, whose record's better than that? Well, you got Brayshaw, Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. You've got um, Montana. Montana. Said. You've you've got a lot of others with with better records. Isn't that what Dick's saying then? If he the, wins today, yeah. if he wins today, he overtakes them too surely. Well, we got Dick back. That is what you're saying, essentially, isn't it, Dick? Yeah, I think so. I think Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback um, and certainly on a faster trajectory than Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. I mean, Bradshaw had the had the steel curtain defense in uh, in Pittsburgh. Bradshaw wasn't relied on to really win football games. Uh, he was still a very good quarterback and worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. But uh, he got his titles based upon uh, what his team was around him. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has, has done some carrying of his team. Uh, this year, his defense is much better. This is really the first time Patrick Mahomes has had a top two, three defense in the NFL. And I think they're going to rely on that today. I don't think Mahomes has to be – I don't think Patrick has to win this game today. I think he can just not make mistakes, move the ball on the ground with Isaiah Pacheco – let that defense take care of business, and I think they can win a low-scoring game today. As far as Brock Purdy is concerned, the 49ers quarterback, this is potentially one of the great quarterback Super Bowl stories should the 49ers win, wouldn't you say, Dick, considering he's the so-called Mr. Irrelevant last pick in the draft? Absolutely. Um, Brock Purdy's image, Brock Purdy's bank account is going is at stake here. Um, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I mean, his agent is going to look at any team, the 49ers or anybody else, when he gets to free agency and say, listen, my, my, my client won a Super Bowl. My client is, and, and particularly if he plays well today and throws a big touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, um, he is going to be asking for $40, $45, 50000000 million a year when he comes up. And 49ers are going to have to renegotiate at the end of next year because at the end of next year, he'll only have one year left on his contract. And, you know, I don't think Brock Purdy's worth $40-plus million a year. I really don't. I do think he's a capable starting quarterback in the NFL. And right, all San Francisco needs today is Brock Purdy to be capable and not make mistakes. And, if, and San Francisco, I think, is going to use a very similar game plan to Kansas City. They're going to let Dick, their running game and their defense win the game. In your opinion, Dick, who wins? Kansas City, I'm sticking with them, uh, 23-20. to 20. Um, I just think... I think the team that has way more pressure on them is the San Francisco 49ers. I think mm. if the 49ers are up by 10 points in the fourth quarter, we're still going to be worried. 49er fans are still going to be worried because they saw them blow a 10-point lead to this Chiefs team just four years ago in the Super Bowl. And I think if the 49ers are down by 10 points in the fourth quarter, then the pressure really becomes gets on Brock Purdy's shoulders. And I don't think Brock Purdy would be able to come back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth, where clearly we know Patrick Mahomes could come back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. How do you think they defend against Kansas City and Mahomes, Dick? The San Francisco 49ers, they just plan differently when they come up against a guy like Mahomes, or do they just use the same systems they've used all year? I think they'll use the same systems. My question is, is what San Francisco defense are we going to see? Are we going to see the San Francisco defense we saw in the regular season, which was arguably the best defense in the NFL, along with the Ravens? 
Or are we going to see the San Francisco defense that got shredded on the ground by the Green Bay Packers in playoff game number one, got shredded on the ground and through the air by the Detroit Lions before San Francisco finally figured out Detroit in the, in the late third and early fourth quarter. I mean, San Francisco has not played Super Bowl caliber defense or really even Super Bowl caliber offense this entire playoffs. And those were two home games. They were two big favorites. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, the team that had the mediocre regular season by their standards, they they went to they had Miami at home, blew them out, went to Buffalo, and then went to Baltimore. I mean, the Kansas City's accomplishments in the playoffs far outweigh what we've seen San Francisco do. So that's going to be the question. Does Kansas City look more like their regular season team or their playoff team? Does San Francisco look more like their regular season team or their, or their playoff game? If these two teams were playing two months ago, I'd have San Francisco by four to seven points. There's no question about it. They were the better team all year long, but not in the playoffs. Usually in a Super Bowl or a grand final, which we call them out here, you know, the storylines are about both teams. But here in Australia in particular, it's all been about the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that been the same over in America? It's just all about Kansas City and obviously Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift and that sort of storyline? Yeah, I, I think a good 75-80% of the storylines have been surrounding Mahomes. Like you mentioned, his legacy. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, does she make her flight back from Tokyo? All that sort of... I mean, it's been mostly... And they're defending champions as well. And San Francisco has been here many, many times, has been to the playoffs Many times under Kyle Shanahan has been to the Super Bowl. This will be their second time under Kyle Shanahan. They haven't got it done. So uh, the, the narrative will definitely be rightfully placed on the 49ers if they can overcome the pressure, overcome the better quarterback, overcome really what has been the better defense in the playoffs and get a win. They will deserve all their accolades. Dick, I'm just reading a headline here in the New York Post hosting Super Bowl 2024 in crime-ridden Las Vegas, a rotten choice by the NFL. What has been the general (laughs) sort of response to having the Super Bowl in Vegas? I think it's been mainly positive over here. It's just an unbelievable transformation, guys. Um, You guys are so far ahead of us, and we've talked about this for years and years and years, how far ahead you guys are in the the gambling realm than we are here in the United States. I mean, really, all we had forever was was Vegas. And eight years ago, Tony Romo, the, the Cowboys quarterback, wanted to do a fantasy draft in Las Vegas, and the NFL wouldn't let him. That is how petrified the NFL was of gambling just eight years ago. They wouldn't let him do a fantasy football draft in Vegas. Eight years later, Las Vegas has a football team and they have a Super Bowl. I mean, that's how far we've come uh, in the, in terms of gambling here. And, and, you know, it was taboo, guys. The only time I ever talked about gambling was with you guys on the radio. I couldn't even talk about it on the air four or five years ago. Now we do segments all the time about gambling. Okay, so 23-20, Kansas City. So that means you're going for the under as well, uh, which has been 47 and a half. And Kansas City is the side you're on. Throwing in some favorite player props, Dick, for those who want to play around with some same-game multis, etc. What players are you looking at and what props? 
Yeah, I really like uh, – I think both these teams really try to establish the run. And the main reason I'm looking at the under is because I think it's going to be a quick game. I think the clock is going to be moving because there's going to be, a, there's going to be sustained drives, run-dominated drives. I really like Isaiah Pacheco's uh, over number on, on yardage. You'll have to tell me what it is at the, uh, you know, right now. I think it was somewhere around 67, 68, something like that. Uh, I like. I think Brock Purdy gets a scramble or two. His over-under is about 12 or 13 yards. I think Brock Purdy will be flushed out of the pocket. We saw him use his legs a couple times in that Detroit game. I like that as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. They are going to try to find him in the end zone. Anytime touchdown, last I heard, was was one-to-one. It was like minus 100. So I, I think there is an over 50% chance that Travis Kelsey gets a touchdown in this game. Okay, well, I'll tell you what we've done uh, for our listeners. Uh, we've multied up a few of your fancies together and offered 12 to 1 today. So $13 okay. <laughs> for right. both teams to score under 25 points, for Brock Purdy to have 13 or more res- um, rushing yards, and Isaiah Pacheco 68 plus receiving, uh, sorry, rushing yards as well. Uh, 12 to 1, $13, and uh, that's in our usual spot for tab customers on the app and website. Just go sports in today's offers. In Dick, we trust for Super Bowl 58. Well, exactly right, we do trust. Did you give us an MVP, Dickie? You know, I, I, think, I think the best value, guys, is Travis Kelsey. I mean, if Kansas City wins, obviously it's likely going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I, I like – there's no value in taking Patrick Mahomes. So I would sprinkle a little bit. If you like Kansas City, I would sprinkle a little bit on Kelsey, uh, potentially maybe even a Rayshay Rice, a Rayshay Rice or, or Isaiah Pacheco, one of those non-Patrick Mahomes participants to get a little bit of a better value. But I'll go with Travis Kelsey. It'll just keep with the, keep with the theme of, uh, of what everybody's been talking about the last month. And what does his Super Bowl setup look like, Dick? Pretty low-key, man. Uh, wife is out of town. She's with uh, girlfriends on the other side of the mountains, and so I just got a buddy coming over who, uh, you know, I, I, I pick my friends that come over very, very carefully because he is the best <laughs> chef that I know. So he is going to prepare He is going to prepare something uh, wonderful for, for me, and I, he's, he's calling them world's greatest nachos. So we'll, we'll see. That's the, that's the first course. So uh, that'll be good, and, uh, you know, the beer will be flowing, and uh, it's just me and him and my kids. So we got a very, very small get-together this year. Ah, perfect, mate. You enjoy, and we appreciate you coming on for us this morning. All right, boys. I, you know, you put pressure on me. I got more pressure than Kyle Shanahan does on his shoulders <laughs> with that, that, that multi he got. <laughs> oh, we, we have faith, mate. Thank you. Enjoy the See Super you boys. Bowl. Uh, Dick Thanks, Fain man. there. So, yes, Dick's multi. It is open in its usual spot. $13. $13. And Pacheco over those rushing yards. Brock Purdy to have 13 plus. Both teams less than 25 points. So $13 it is. And we're here at the Stain, if you're just tuning in. The Stain here at Manly in Sydney. And uh, wherever you are today in your local tab, in the tab app, if you activate venue mode, you can get a $15 bonus bet. Plus, there's a bucket hat as well, a Super Bowl bucket hat you can redeem as well while stocks last. Uh, if you place a head-to-head bet in your venue, you receive a $20 bonus bet for every touchdown that your team scores. That's capped at $100. If you place a three-leg same-game multi, and if nominated legs fail, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. And there's uh, unique in-venue market as well, 
When you activate venue mode in your tab venue, you can get $4 for Travis Kelsey to score the first, second, or third touchdown. The max bet's $25, Jerry, and that's a good play. Yeah, first, second, know. or third Well, he's going to be a target, isn't he? He's going to be a target, Travis Kelsey, and he'll want to have a big game. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm just getting back to what you said earlier this morning, Bitto. If you're having a bet, you, you, you can cop Kansas City sort of losing, I think, with yeah. Patrick Mahomes. But if you have a punt on San Francisco and Purdy gets beaten, you'll kick yourself. You'll, kick yourself. Mm. you'll just go, why? It was staring me in the face, a superstar up against a, an okay quarterback. I'm still trying to talk myself into the 49ers. Because they've got, they got more superstars. I'm, che- I'm cheering the 49ers. But they just haven't been playing well. No, they haven't. Their defence yeah. has been ordinary the last couple of matches. But they've had two weeks. They've got a master coach as well. And uh, it's going to be a cracking game. The, the head-to-head market, it is tight. Kansas City, $2. The Niners are $1.80. Uh, one and a half is your line. Of course, Niners, the minus with tab as it stands. 440 markets just on the game alone open. Then you've got all your novelty markets. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Just a beautiful morning here in Manly. Uh, busy, mid Oh, it is. It is. is. Lots of people Lots out. Lots of joggers. Out. Lots of activity. Sun coming up over the headland over there. It is just glorious. And here we are at the Stain Hotel. Uh, it's not the east. Yeah, it's this, not the we? east, but it's not bad. Well, you know? <laughs> no, I love it here. here. Yeah, what about the drive down? I, every time down I. The hill. Mate, and just, nice, man, is there it? a better cricket ground situated on the planet than Manly Oval? I bet it was an away game, I'm sure everyone loved mate, in uh, Sydney Grade cricket. Heaven. Unbelievable ground. You wouldn't great drive, venue. would you? You'd get someone else, to, you'd get a lift yeah, off someone else. Yeah, you're sharing a car because the ferry. You, you're probably coming <laughs> yeah. straight here after the game. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. And speaking of cricket, last night, if you're just tuning in, Glenn Maxwell, unbelievable. 120 off 55 deliveries. He was not out as Australia put a huge total on there at Adelaide Oval. Four for 241 against the West Indies. In response, the Windies, nine for 207. So a 34-run triumph for the Aussies there uh, last night. And this came after their 11-run victory in Hobart uh, on Friday night as well. So they've won that T20 series, one to play, and then we've got uh, three T20s coming up against New Zealand over there before the Test Series later this month as well. Your Premier League overnight and an enormous win for Arsenal, 6-0. The Gunners have won at the London Stadium against West Ham and that's their biggest ever Premier League away victory, Arsenal. And Manchester United, a late goal at Villa Park, 2-1 United over Aston Villa there last night as well. Uh, In the A-League yesterday, the Wanderers of Newcastle, a thriller, 3-3. And that was a stoppage time goal to Marcelo, ensuring that the Wanderers got themselves a point they were down to nine men. A couple of send-offs, one very late uh, in that match yesterday. Uh, just also, we've got the golf, the Phoenix Open. Gee, there's been some scenes over there. I'm not sure if you've seen any of the coverage, fellas, but the crowd uh, has been unruly at times. They, In fact, at one point uh, on uh, day three, they had to close the venue to uh, even ticket holders because uh, it was just too busy in there. Uh, so they sh- stopped the shuttle bu- buses, which... Uh, gets patrons to the golf course uh, as it was becoming uh, overrun, really. And uh, I saw one bloke, uh, you know, one large fella, doing the old slide down uh, over the over the grass and uh, with his shirt off, with a lot of his gear off. Actually, it was a, a sight you really didn't want to see, but uh, 
you know, a lot of people having an amazing time over there at the Phoenix Open. Certainly one to put on the bucket list, I reckon. Uh, 15 under par, though, the leaders at the moment. And, of course, uh, it's been delayed as well. So it's a mammoth final day over there in Phoenix or in Scottsdale as uh, they try and get through this tournament. And Charlie Hoffman, Sahith Thagala, who Evan Priest tipped for us the other day, and Canadian Nick Taylor. So they're tied for the lead at 15 under. Best of the Aussies, Adam Scott who uh, had a very good third round. He finished with a 65, and he started his final round. He's nine under par, tied for 13th, Adam Scott. He's through four holes. He's one under through four holes of his final round. So nine under means he's six shots off the pace. Uh, other Aussies, well, Aaron Baddeley wasn't too far away. Looks like he's dropped down, though. Yeah, he's uh, four under for the tournament now, tied for 47. And Minwoo Lee, two under. Uh, for the tournament, tied for 58th. Uh, in the Qatar Masters last night, Rakuya Hoshino, who we saw play so well out here, uh, in fact, he lost that playoff to Joaquin Neiman in the Australian Open back in December. Uh, Hoshino has won the Qatar Masters on the DP World Tour by one shot, and the best of the Aussies there with a top 10 finish, finishing in a tie for ninth. Hayden Barron, who finished eight under par, six shots off the pace uh, in that tournament. Yesterday in a trial at Gosford, Manly 68, South 6. And uh, Luke Brooks playing the first half there, setting up three tries, combining well with Jake Arthur. And Pen Ben Trebojevic bagged a hat-trick there as well for the Sea Eagles. Uh, the All-Stars game this Friday, Loz. The Indigenous All-Stars $1.70 with Tab. The Mari All-Stars $2.15. Markets open for that match. Uh, Cody Walker's pulled out with a calf injury. And uh, also Ruben Cotteros all withdrew. Just due to recent head knocks, uh, players want to make sure they're right, obviously, for round one. But uh, still, a lot of stars playing in that match. That's Friday in Townsville. Yeah, looking forward to the start of the footy season, Mido. Obviously, we've got that trial on Thursday night between the Dogs and the Melbourne Storm at Belmore. Uh, but then on Friday, a game we all look forward to is the Indigenous All-Stars taking on the Maori All-Stars. Yes, there's a lot of players that have been ruled out through injury, but you can understand that, uh, taking no risk with your players. But... Uh, all players uh, from that heritage, um, will f you know, like representing their heritage. Um, I think Isaiah Tass is out of that game too from South Sydney. He's pulled up a little bit sore. Mm. Uh, but they'll still have some big names there. It'll still pl be played with plenty of passion. Uh, and it's being played up there in, in Townsville. But I think we're all sort of looking forward to it, um, wondering how our, se uh, our teams have trained in the off-season, how they're going to perform when the, when the season starts. And obviously in a couple of weeks' time, We've got that game over there in Vegas, which will be massive. Um, but there's a lot of storylines coming into the season. Um, mainly a, a side that are under a little bit of pressure, given the roster that they've got. They've recruited well in the off-season. They got away to a good start yesterday, albeit against the South Sydney team that didn't have too many big names playing. But Luke Brooks, I'm sure it would have done his confidence the world of good to get up there yesterday uh, to Gosford and, and play really well and, and be a part of you know, setting up a few tries in that first 40 minutes. Loz, just thoughts as well with Dave Thirsty Morrow as well. It was revealed on Friday on 2GB, suffering from brain cancer. Someone uh, that, you know, it's been such a, a prominent voice, I guess, for anyone who's got in their car, listened to the radio, obviously worked in TV as well. Mm. But uh, thoughts are with Thirsty and his family. Oh, most definitely. A great man, Dave. Um, got to know him through my football career uh, when he was working on the ABC um, very passionate about the game. Uh, loved his cricket, loved his racing. 
uh, and also been involved in rugby league for such a long period of time. And not only the NRL level, but bush footy as well. Uh, Dave is a, a wonderful person. We wish him all the best. He's going through a tough time at the moment. Uh, but he's a fighter, uh, and he'll do his best. Um, and David Thirsty Morrow was a guy that you would love to have a beer with. Always enjoyed his company. He could tell a story. Uh, always had a story. Uh, but he's got a tough battle in front of him. So we wish Thirsty all the best. And uh, I know a lot of people have been in touch with him and offering their support. And if anyone can pull through, it'll be him. Uh, Duckman says on the text line, hey, boys, my hero is Loz and Blocker. I was at a sports lunch they were at on Friday. They were very good with their time. Uh, Villain is Bernie. At the same lunch was the brilliant Dougie Walters, who, when asked about Bernie's 52-can record, clearly stated Bernie can't count mateys from Tasmania. Then when questioned further, alluded to the fact the number is closer to 40. Uh, I felt devastated the story could have been embellished, says Duckman. <laughs> It was a good afternoon. It was for the uh, Roycey Simmons uh, Foundation. Mm. Um, and Royce is going well. Uh, I saw Doug there. I went and uh, had a quick chat to him. Yeah, legend. Uh, legend of a Such player. Such a beauty. Uh, when he was um, uh, playing the game. But uh, just sitting there quietly, very understated, mm. still having a beer, mm. a number of beers. Doesn't smoke anymore, Dougie. Off no. the ciggies? No. Yeah. He's a great man. What a hell of a player yeah. as well. My God. But yeah. I think everyone, whether you... Yeah, he's before my time growing up as a kid. But I think whether you played with him or got to know him after cricket, the one thing about Dougie, he's a great man. Loves all sport. Um, you know, the other thing I love, I love about Dougie, he's never once been angry or bitter about where the game's at now, like how much it's changed and, and the money that's in cricket. He, he never, ever complains about... He thinks he played in the best era yeah. in the world and such a good man. Uh, also on the text line, well, there's a variety of stuff on the Super Bowl. First touchdown, Isaiah Pacheco. He'd run through a brick wall. Chiefs win 31-20. Same score as in Miami 2020, says Sid. Hero- Shut up, Gary. I'm in Manly, you fool. <laughs> yeah, I- Gary. Gary from Wadolba. Mate, can you please find another radio station? <laughs> Our favourite neg- oh, man of negativity. Say something positive Hero, for once in Bjorn your life. Baker, the moneymaker. Better than Pikey in the last. Villain having to work on Super Bowl Monday, says Hatchie from the Heights. Uh, how did Kansas go up $15 at the start of the final series after Mahomes won a Super Bowl on one leg? That was worth a throw at the stumps. Fair point. No name to that one. Morning, lads. Hero is Kazuma Kabori, who, was, who has won three tournaments in the last four weeks on the PGA Tour of Australasia. Gowie was exceptional in commentary also. Villain is photo finishes in racing when you think you were first past the post, when only for the photo to show you were not the winner. Happened twice on the weekend. P.S. Loz Bolton now make an Australian-made Corona called Bolter Cerveza, and it's good, even available in cans. Cheers, Ryan. Ryan, uh, it is a good drop, actually. I, I had it... Uh, the great Dougie May uh, gave me a, a, a case of it, and it, it is beautiful. I tr- that, so I tried that, uh, I reckon, October, around October. How'd you go this weekend? Did you behave again? Most definitely. Not a sip? Not a sip. That's two in a row. Close to three, yeah, but I'm wow. going good. Going great. Were you bored? Yes. Were you on your phone? I'll tell you what I did do yesterday. The family, we went into to see Banksy, an art exhibition. 
Have you heard of Banksy? Banksy? No, yeah. never heard of it. He's a famous graffiti artist. Okay. Where was he showing? Where, so where, it was in the town to? hall. Oh, okay. At the town hall. Yeah. Um, and no one knows Banksy. I've never heard of him. So he's never been uncovered. Okay. <laughs> so, so he is now. But but no 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 no. So he's he's he's, he's art yeah. is there. Yeah. But no one's ever caught him doing it. Oh right. So actually, but no one's seen his face. No one knows what he looks like. But he makes a buck. Has he got a mask or he just you can't no, catch him? You can't catch him. <laughs> and he is famous. It started graffiti artist. Graffiti artist. No one knows who Banksy is. No one knows is who... Banksy his real name? Like, yeah. is that his last that's, name? Is that his oh, nickname? I that's his tag name, that's I suppose, because no one knows him, yeah. So, how does he get so, paid? <laughs> how does, I, well, I don't know whether he gets paid. Obviously, he, sells, he might sell his paintings. You'd think he is. But he is a If he's showing artist. at Town Hall, you'd he's think a, he's, a, he's an artist. He's, well, I think he he takes them, they take them all around the world. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, and and you enjoyed it? Line. Mate, I did, actually. I, I didn't know of him. My kids knew of him. Mm. Uh, but he's been around for twenty odd years. There you go. So there you go. New experience. No one, no one spotted him. He films himself it's with a hoodie on, and he goes in and out, and you don't. No one's caught him. There you go. So at the town hall, if you're looking for something to do, your kids would know about it. Go I didn't know about Banksy. it, but yeah, Banksy. Banksy, okay. quite okay. interesting. There you actually. go. A bit of culture bit on of your culture. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we're just uh, trying to get a hold of. Uh, Joshy Reynolds, unfortunately. We've got the old technical difficulties going on here this morning. Apologies. Look, the text line is working, though. So get your heroes and villains noms through. 0419767272 on the text line. We'll take calls when we can. Uh, 13.53.53, but uh, just having some issues with that line uh, at the moment. Gee, I'll tell you what, what about the Sydney Kings, fellas? And for that matter, the Illawarra Hawks yesterday, 106.95. The Hawks beating the Kings. Mm, so the Hawks trouble. are now 13 and 13 on the season. Look like they'll be in for the play-in tournament. The Kings are now outside those play-in spots. Cool. So they're, they're looking like missing out altogether. Uh, that is just a disaster. Mm. For the Kings, considering they're back-to-back champs. So, not going well. Loz, you remind me so much of Colin from Maths. I've got to say, I I haven't really been watching it, but I saw a tiny thing last night. (laughs) Have you been watching it again? No, I haven't, actually. That's nice. I've been watching Survivor. Good change. Yeah, I I watched it at the start, and it just didn't draw me in like it usually does. Good. And the the only part of the show... I would watch would be the dinner parties because that's when all the yeah. goss starts to happen. And they then, must just fill them full of gas. Oh, 100% they would. You know, just then, the way then, you go. Or you, know, just, you let the guard down and yeah. all paid shoot act- them out. All paid off. actors. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not ruling anything out on that no. show anymore. We got him at last. Great to have him on. Former Bulldog and Tiger, our mate Josh Reynolds. Josh, morning to you. How are you? I'm great, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. And, uh, well, we've Better get your Super Bowl tip first. You're an avid NFL fan. Uh, it is a tight market. $2. The Kansas City Chiefs, the slight outsiders. San Francisco, $1.80. How do you see it, Grubby? You know, I think I think the Chiefs are going to win, mate. I really do. Um, I, I just think they've been there before. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, Mahomes, I, I just think that's how they're going to win it, mate. Um, whenever Purdy gets a little bit of pressure, he hasn't had the greatest of games, and I just feel they're going to go after him. But, if, but then if he does have a bit of time and stuff, I think 
Fairfriend will be a big chance because they got some, you know, some big players, some big wide receivers who can come up with some big plays. But I think the yeah, the occasion might possibly get them. And there's a, the only thing that worries me about the Chiefs is a, a bit of turmoil. And I'm talking about the wives, mate. They're not happy with Tay Tay, Paddy Mahomes' wife. Yeah, I've heard that as well, mate. Oh my no, honestly, god, that's what it is. It's all behind the scenes. So who knows what's happened last night? Yeah. They might have been oh, not happy. So dear. that's the only thing that can bring the Chiefs down. I think, boys. Well, they'll be pe- she'll be Tay Tay will be peed off because she can't stay in the same hotel as a man. They won't let him night before the game. I'll tell you so... who's starting to pee me off a little bit. Mahomes' wife. Oh, <laughs> she's losing a bit yeah, of the spotlight, is she? Yeah. Like who's your line. MVP, Joshy? Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to say Mahomes if they yeah. win it. But if San Fran win it, boys, I'm gonna say a bit of a left field one. I'm gonna say Bosa Oof. because I think he's got. I know it's massive. I think he's about 50, 50 to one. I like it. But if, I feel if it's a close game, he's going to have a, a fair few big plays. He might come up with one or two sacks and a couple of spoils. So I don't know. I just had to look into it. My mate, my mate was on it yesterday. So there's a little, there's a little tip for everyone who's San Fran win. Eighty-one dollars. There you go. Absolutely, statue stuff. If that, that if he pulls this off, well, he might. Grubby. Yeah, well, I, 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 I would, I would, well, I wouldn't say he can't do it. That's no, not the worst. If he has three sacks. Sacks, yeah. <laughs> Well, you put pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes to make him panic, force an interception and a fumble or two. Yeah. Tight game. Yeah, now, where no, are you boys. today? You're, you're, you're on the sea deck or something, eh? I'm on the sea deck, mate. I'm in, I'm in the car. I'm in traffic, but I'm excited. I'm on the way. <laughs> I'll tell you what else you'll be excited about, too. Thursday night, footy's returning. Back to Belmore. How good Troll. is that, Loz? Yeah, taking on the storm. Yeah, very excited, mate. Um, all the... I was down there last week, and uh, you can feel the buzz that the boys are finally over that, that preseason hill. And, um, yeah, there's plenty of excitement around Loz, around the club, and I guess there's a different feel this year, I can honestly say. Um, the boys look happy. They've been ripping in. Ciro uh, is very happy, and, and now it's, it's just time to, to put it onto the field. We've got a very, very new squad. Um, a few guys have stood up as leaders during preseason, and, and it's been good to see. So, yeah, I'm very excited, and hopefully the boys can get off to a good start on Thursday night. How was your recent trip to the states, mate? Mate, let's just say it was it was great. I had a very good time. Can't can't say too much on 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 the show about what <laughs> what, what went on, but it was very very good, mate. Let's just say it was a fact finding mission. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I found myself. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I've been searching for thirty four years. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it, was, it was good. You enjoy your day on the harbour, mate. I will do, boys, and I'll let you know how I'm going. What's the what's the um, any weather update, Loz? How's it going to be on the harbour? Uh, no, it should be good, mate. No breeze around. It should be twenty five degrees. <laughs> what are you asking uh, him? It should be perfect. No, no, because I, I'm just wondering if I should put a bit of extra wax in the fringe. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, there's no, there's no breeze, mate, so you'll be right. Just put that wax on, Morton. <laughs> wax on. <laughs> well, you know, have a good one, boys. See you, champion. See you, Josh. All right, from Josh to Adam Pengilly from the Sydney Morning Herald. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. How many people do you reckon actually work on Super Bowl Day these days? I, I, I think the, the workforce is diminishing by the year. 
Most definitely. I, I, definitely I reckon that because I know a lot of my mates are meeting up today to watch it. They're all either taking the day off or saying they're working from home. I don't, I'm unsure <laughs> of what they're doing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah. I, it's I know, definitely getting bigger, I, know I reckon, in Australia. Right, they're ready to go by 10.30. Yeah. And they're meeting at 10 o'clock. Mm. So they'll be in for a big day. All right, let's break down what we saw on the track on Saturday. And uh, starting with another feature, Waterhouse Bot <laughs> two-year-old victory in the Inglis Millennium with fully lit and won pretty comfortably in the end as well. Yeah, rinse and repeat, isn't it, Mido? Just like... I just sound like a broken record every week. Gay and Adrian just seem to produce another two-year-old feature winner. And this bloke, to be fair, there was a little bit of concern before the race, um, given where he'd drawn. But once we sort of got an idea how the track was playing earlier in the day, um, it actually worked in his favour. There was no disadvantage whatsoever to be drawn wider on the track and, and making a run down the middle part of the straight there on Saturday. And he was three wide without cover, but he just balanced up beautifully. And Regan Bayless had him in a really nice rhythm, and he just put them away. And you're right, Mido, comfortable victory in the end. I think there's still a little bit in hand there in the, in the last 50 metres or so. And he's got to put his hand up now, surely, for the golden super picture, you would have thought, from what we're seeing in these two starts so far. So, yeah, well done to Gay and Adrian. I thought Ruta Royale in second was a, a really brave run. What about the run of David Payne's really rag queen? She made an enormous amount yeah. of ground in the, in the last furlong. She might be a nice little... Um, two-year-old or three-year-old getting over the ground later in her career. But, um, yeah, you can't take any away from fully lit. He was just clearly the best colt on the day. i tell you what, Bjorn's got his stable firing, hasn't he? Oh, Lord, it's unbelievable. And he... Did I hear that he... Has he won the last race in the Metro meetings the last four meetings in a row, I think I heard? Um, well, he we've had won. it. We've had someone claiming it's now better than Pikey in the last. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you tell you what, it'd be a nice party with Bjorn after he wins the last race every week. So he's, um, his stable is firing at the moment. And, and no doubt the... The headline horse there for him on the weekend was Cabalas. Um, I was intrigued to see how that Eskimo Prince played out because a lot of really nice three-year-olds resuming. Cabalas was the horse that had the run under his belt, but he tailed him up in the end. I know the margin was only a length, but it was an extremely comfortable victory. And the stable change, obviously Bjorn's been thinking with a little bit of his gear. And he might be able to take on some of these better three-year-old races and maybe be able to pick up a bit more than just the group three um, when he had there on the weekend. I thought Macarena, the filly for the Hawks, was pretty good. Um, She's obviously well and truly up to this level. Griff was a disappointing horse, the Caulfield Guineas winner. He dropped out and didn't really fire a shot. And obviously, Tom Kitten, a celestial legend, will be a little bit better over further. But you can take nothing away from Cabal. He is a horse that is going places at the moment. Mr. Brightside, what a horse. 15 wins from 30 starts. They're up to upwards of, well, nearly getting towards $12 million prize money now with this horse. Just a sensational win. Really wow. well-timed ride by Craig Williams in the oar there at Caulfield on Saturday. Yeah. Did you think he was going to get there, Mido? I thought for a long way down the straight, time was going to run out, um, to be fair. But he just managed to, to collar pride to Jenny in the, in the final strides. And he's a beauty. He's an absolute beauty, isn't he? What he's done so far in his career, maybe he's still just potentially a, a little bit underrated. And he's probably... Longevity has, has got him to this point now. A couple of our better weight-for-age horses are, are not on the scene. They've retired in the last 12 to, to 24 months. He just keeps picking up these races. And I, I think the 400 metres are still a little bit short of his best distance. So to win first up there on the weekend was a, was a really good sign for Lindsay Park. What I will say, Meadow, is I love it when Pride of Jenny's in races mm. because she just sets this really bold tempo and makes it a true test. And... I'd love to see her pick up one or two more big feature races throughout this autumn carnival. She was extremely unlucky to go down there late uh, behind Mr. Brightside, but take nothing away from him. He's, um, 
He's got a big preparation in store. Love to see him in Sydney. I think probably he's going to be weighted out of a race like the Doncaster these days. We might see him in a Queen Elizabeth or something like that. And Foxy Cleopatra, what on an Australian Cup path potentially lost? Mm. Oh, just you get disappointed, and you should be happy they ran second. But you want more all the time, don't you? That was a good run, Loz. Don't be disappointed. It was a really good run returning. Um, I thought she's in. She's in for a good preparation. I know, you, I know you wanted to win that race, but the trips were a little bit short of her best. So she's um, she's on the right path this campaign. Oh, well, she let everyone down with the multi. Oh, oh no, he's two year old. The two year old that everyone down. Yeah, yeah. we're going to blame it on the two year old. Yeah, <laughs> celerity. Oh, yeah, of course. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. I was giving him the knife and, you know, you stuck up for him, please. Yeah. Uh, she knew think... it was all over by the time she raced. Yeah, all oh, right. Yeah. She knew. She knew. Right, okay. Yeah. Tell me about the sexy one. Yeah, the sexy one. All right. Have a good day, Adam. Thank you. See you, boys.